Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you're in the ministry anywhere, in a church, missions organization, evangelistic association, this is the podcast you want to be listening to, subscribe to, and share it with somebody. Listen, today we are talking about change, specifically this. My leader is changing things and they're messing it all up. The changes my leader is making are a complete mess. Man, I tell you, what's wrong with those leaders? They run around just thinking they can do whatever they want in the ministry without asking everybody under them and taking a vote. Those leaders, those pesky leaders, I tell you. Listen, change is going to happen. There is no way around it. It's absolutely happening in a lot of the changes that we make, that you make personally, and things that are in your ministry and in your life, you're totally on board with. So the question is, why aren't you on board with some changes? And the answer is this, because if you were in charge, you wouldn't be doing it. That's what's making it difficult. That's why it causes problems. That's why it's hard. That's why it bothers you. That's why some people just get up and quit and say, no, I'm not participating with this. Because here's the deal. They say, my leader's making decisions. They're changing this. They're doing that. And I don't like it. If I was in charge, that's not what I would be doing. Therefore, I'm no longer going to participate with a good attitude or a good heart or at all. I'm just going to quit and walk away. And that is most certainly not correct. The real problem is not the leader. The real problem is not what they're doing. The real problem is you just don't like it. That's it. Now you say, Chad, the decisions my leaders are making are causing problems are causing this and that. Listen, some changes take time. They may even take a year, 18 months, two years to get that change going, to get everybody on board, to get everybody moving in the right direction and change some things. Some changes are small and they're easy to make. And some changes are very big and it's hard to turn a big old ship and just 360 that thing or 180 that thing and get it going a new direction. It takes some time. What happens though is if you're not on board, if you don't get on board with changes, which I'm going to be talking about, how, how do we practically do that when we don't like changes? If you don't get on board, then here's what, here's what happens. And this is what I want you to hear. You stop completing the vision and you start competing with it. You see, in a ministry, you're not called to compete with the vision. You're called to complete it. You don't want to be the person that grabs hold of the vision, digs their heels in, and starts putting effort or bad attitude or air something into stopping the vision from moving forward. Or you just begin to curse it with your thoughts, with your heart, with your attitude, even with your work. You know what? I could be doing more for it, but I'm not because I just don't like it. Let me tell you something. There is a price to pay personally. There is a price to pay with work, with volunteering. If you don't complete the vision, there is a price to pay. See, you made a commitment. You don't have to serve. You don't have to work. You are more than welcome to quit and walk away. But if you stay there and you begin to fight with the vision, there is a consequence to it. And if you want to know what that consequence is, start in Genesis and go through to Revelations because the Bible is full of people who competed with what God was doing or God was doing through other leaders, through other methods, through other new things that are coming into, in, into, into view and, in, and happening in, in ministry and ministry styles. I said ministry styles and methods and things. 
that, that, that came and God brought these on the scene and he always brought them through a new leader. He, not through a new leader, but he brought new things through the leader. And if you find yourself competing, then you're going to find yourself like every other person in the Bible. You're going to find yourself missing. That's how that works. Every single person who fought the vision of God failed. Even in, even in my, as the head of my department, I get handed a vision. Sometimes I, I am in a, I'm privileged that I'm in a position where I can consult on that change. And I can say, maybe we should consider this or this as well. Or, you know, if we go that direction, then here's some things we're going to want to be sure and do because they're going to be problematic over here and this and that. And, and we can work some things out. Sometimes, though, I just get a phone call that says, hey, Chad, we're doing this. Get to it. And that's it. That is, it is a seven-second phone call, and we are moving in the direction now, buddy. That's it. I don't have a, Sometimes I don't get an option. Sometimes I do. See, you may be in a position in your ministry where you're not getting the option. And you're like, Chad, no one asked me. And this, well, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, that's kind of how leadership is. The leader has the final say. It's not a democracy. And God has never, ever dealt with ministry as a democracy where we all come together and we vote. And listen, listen, I, I am at, at the time of this podcast recording, I'm 42 years old. I've been in ministry, been employed for 24 years and serving since I was 10 in the same ministry. I've seen people come. I've seen people go. I've seen a lot of things. There has been a lot of change. Some of them I'm really on board with. Some of them I'm not on board with at all. But this is what I can tell you. You start standing against it and don't get your heart right, you're going to be gone. There are people in my department I have had to let them go because I cannot get them on board with what I need done. Cannot. My pastor handed me a vision. He said, Chad, I want this done. Chad, who you hire is your business. So I'm trying to bring people in to get it done. They don't want to get it done. They've got to go because I've got a vision I'm going to follow. I'm not going to compete with it. I'm going to get it completed. I'm going to get it done. Now, let me, let me talk for a second about change. Just for, just for a second. The only reason we oppose change is because we don't like it. But do you realize how many things you have changed in your life over the last three years, five years, 10, 15, 20, depending on how old you are? So many things. Listen, I remember when I was a kid, we got a VCR. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little older than, than some of you. And some of you are like, VCR, man, I got that in my late 50s. So, you know, if you're listening to podcasts, God bless you. So anyway, I got a VCR. And man, that thing was awesome. You know why it was so awesome? Because it had a 20-foot wired remote. Man, the coolest thing ever. You could sit all the way across the living room on the couch with a wired remote in your hand and hit play. Just hope the dog doesn't come running by and yank the remote out of hand, yank the VCR down. But man, you could hit play, stop, fast forward through the commercials without ever having to walk up to the TV and push a single button. Man, let me just tell you, coolest thing ever. Some years later, we got a new VCR and everything changed. Because it now had a wireless remote. I mean, we didn't know, know what to do ourselves. We're like, what kind of an idiot has a wired remote? Those people, what's wrong with them? They're just old school. We're new school. We have wireless infrared technology at work. It's the late 80s, and everything has changed. You change. All, the reason I'm, I'm saying that is because of this. You change so much in your life. You change your clothes. You change your style. 
you, you repaint your house, you may decorate this. You started doing streaming media instead of just watching VHS tapes, or hopefully you did. You got on board with that. Hopefully you're not wearing the same clothes you, you owned in 1979 or 1989 or even 1999 for that much. You changed so much willingly, thrilled to do it, so happy that something new is now in your life, a new piece of technology, a new thing you're doing. Some of you have started working out or some of you started running or some of you did this or that. All these changes, you're on board with them because you want to. You're on board with them because you want to. So why don't you want to follow your leader? It's in your heart. It's a problem in your heart. You know, when, when we serve in ministries, even if we're employed or we're volunteering, when we serve in ministries, it's in our heart. We do take it personal. We want, and we should. It should be important to us. We should be passionate about it. Sometimes it's very difficult to change what you are passionate about, but that doesn't mean it's wrong, and that doesn't mean you have any right to oppose it. Even if you think your leader is making a terrible decision, you're like, Chad, leaders have tried this in the past and they've tried that in the past. It's always failed. And now my leader wants to do it. Listen, there is only one difference between an innovator and an idiot, and that's fruit. You really don't know what's about to come out the other side of this. You don't know what's coming down the road. You can't predict the future. You better let the changes that, that God has put in the heart of your leaders, you better let them move forth. And I'm not talking about big vision changes. Like, you know, from now on, the church is going to do this. Or from now on, our ministry is only going to, you know, preach in these nations and this and that. I'm, not, I'm talking about the little things. Chad, the, you know, if you're on a worship team, you're like, Chad, they, they brought in multi-tracks. Now we're just a bunch of performers up on stage. I mean, you know, I, you know, we don't even have to learn music anymore. It's not even real musician. Well, look, man, you better go get yourself some tight pants and learn how to dance with your guitar because that's the way your ministry's going. You better, you know, go get your hair cut in a fancy boy band fashion and get involved with this because that's what they're going to do. Okay, you made me say, Chad, they changed up all the accounting software. Chad, I, I, you know, then the media was over here and the web was over here. Now they merged us all into one department. I've got a new boss now and they want to do this. And this. So what? Get on board. Get on board with the change. Move forward with it. You don't have to. Listen, listen when I say this. You actually do not have to hate it and oppose it. It is a choice you make. And if you're finding the choice to get involved, get behind what your pastor wants or behind what your leadership wants, behind what your department head wants, if you're finding that difficult, here's what you can do. You need to begin to pray for them. You need to begin to pray for your ministry and you need to begin to pray and speak the word of God over yourself, that you're not going to have a wrong heart, that God is going to give you wisdom to follow what your leader said, that God's going to tell you exactly what you need to be doing so that what your leader wants can get done. Let me tell you something. There are many, many ways to do something accurately, but there is only one way to do it right, and that's the way your leader wants it. Now, I have found that to be the case in the ministry, and that is what I require out of those under me. When my pastor says, here's what I want to do, here's what I want to do, do and I'm thinking, man, we should do this a different way. Well, that's not the way he said do it, so we do it his way. And then the people that work under me like, Chad, I could do it this way, I could do this, and I say, yeah, that's true, but I want it done this way. 
That is not an unreasonable expectation, and it is not unreasonable that you follow it wholeheartedly with a smile on your face, ready to complete it, whether your leader is watching or not. Mm, now there's a character issue for you. Let me read something for you. Let me read something. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 19 through 23. This is the Apostle Paul, and he's talking, and I'm, I'm going to try to read through this real quick. It says, Paul is saying, though I am free and I belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people that I might save some. Listen, Paul said, here's how I did ministry. Whatever I had to do, whatever I had to change, whatever language I had to speak in, whatever I had to do, I did everything I could wherever I went for this reason, that you would hear the gospel. Paul said, Paul's basically saying, hey, there are many different methods to bring the gospel forth. Some of them do it with video, some of them with audio, some of them have a, a traditional service with a hymnal and the stained glass and a pipe organ. Some people do it with, with, with lights and smoke and band and all that. What I did was I spoke whatever language to whatever people I was talking to. I spoke in their language for this reason only, that they would listen to what I had to say and know God. Listen, there are many methods, many ways of doing ministry. There's many ways. Well, I was about to say there's many ways of doing accounting, but no, there's, there's probably not a whole lot of ways that would be fraud, but there are many ways to go about doing things a different way, many ways to go about and accomplish the vision in whatever your department, whether it's web or social media or you're shipping out product or, or you're cleaning the church or you're in the band, there's many ways to do this. You need to accept that you are not the God of accuracy, okay? That is not your position. You are not the final say-so of all things that are right. That's exceptionally arrogant to say, I'm the only one who can do this right, and if you guys don't listen to me, you're all in the wrong. Man, that's arrogant. Don't be that person. Here's what to do. Here's what you need to do. Know this. There's many ways to do it. There's only one way that's, act, that's right. It's the way your leader wants it. Get on board with your leader. If you're having a problem with the changes that are coming about, changes coming down the pipeline to you, begin to pray about it. Listen, I cannot overemphasize how important spending time with God is, that divine strength. You see, if you've got that good connection with God, most likely he started working on you months before this came about, maybe even years before this change came so you'd be ready to jump on board and get in it. And listen, if you're not feeling it, you're like, Chad, I, I do want to do it. It's just, it drives me crazy. This, this, I just, every time I think about it, I'm like, Ugh. listen, here's what you got to do with many things in life. The action will precede the emotion. You're going to have to begin to walk it out before you begin to feel it and do not live by your feelings. Now that doesn't mean 
don't take it to the extreme and say, if I have a real lack of peace or a check in my heart, I'm just going to do something anyway. That's not what we're talking about here. Do not take that, what I'm saying out of context. Serve your leader. Serve them well. If your heart is troubling you, get before God and say, God, I don't want this trouble in my heart. Help me. Help me to see. Help me to do right. Change my heart. I am trusting in your empowering grace that from heaven is going to become divine, is going to come divine power, divine wisdom, a divine unction to help me overcome this opposition in my brain and in my soul to what my leader wants to do. Begin to get before God. You can do it. You can move through it. Stick with it. But do not be the person who has a bad attitude in his, hear me out when I say this, cursing their leader and cursing God by constantly, in God's decision to, do, to appoint your leader, this is what I mean, cursing your leadership and cursing God at the same time by doing this, having a bad attitude, constantly complaining around others. Well, I don't like this, but I mean, we're going to have to. I mean, whatever. I mean, this is, this is never going to work. I'm just telling you, this is ridiculous. Listen, that is speaking against God. And if you go and you look in your Bible, there's been a price that everyone who did that had to pay. It's never been good. It's never been good. But God is on your side and he wants to help you and he can help you and he will help you. Go to God, put your faith in him, listen for instruction. He's going to get you on the right track in your heart and in your mind so that you can be completing the vision with excellence. You don't want to be the person that your leader goes, man, I, I'm happy about these changes, but I dread having to talk to this person about it because they're all blah, 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 blah. Listen, man, I want to be the person that says, we're about to change everything in Chad's department and he's going to be excited about it because he's just on board with whatever we want to do. Man, I want to be that guy. Not always that guy, but I want to be that guy. And God's helping me be that person. In our current ministry, where I'm at at this current time, which is, oh, it's actually Labor Day, right here, Labor Day. Our, our ministry is going through a lot of changes. Some of them I absolutely love. Some of them I haven't loved so much. And God is helping me see, hey, Chad, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You're gonna, I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to get you on board with that. And listen, some, I'm, I'm jumping in there. With some of the changes I don't necessarily like, I'm just jumping in there saying, man, I'm on board with this. And I have to tell my brain, Chad, you know, brain, you better shut up. You're going to get on board with this vision. You are not going to go try to reason why in this and that. You're just going to jump on, grab hold of it with both hands and move this sucker forward. And God is going to help you do it. Don't be competing with the vision of your ministry. Complete it. A servant does not worry himself with what the task is but how it has to be done. Serve the ministry you're in. That faithfulness, God will bless you. Let me tell you, faithfulness is a seed. Something I've learned about faithfulness is this. It's, it's one of the longest, it's one of the seeds that takes the longest to grow and its fruit is the hardest to kill. That faithfulness will sustain you through some things. Stay faithful, stay with it, and get God to help you. Listen, if that's it for today. If the podcast is a blessing to you, share it with someone else. Send it to them and, and, and let them uh, let them hear it. Let them, them let them take it in. Hopefully, it'll be a blessing to them too. And let me know. Go to our website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Email us, drop us a message there, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.